Okay, everybody, welcome. This is Mary Craig Ministries, Craig House Christian Fellowship. We are in a series, Truth for All Time. The message today is called, In the Mouth of the Lord It Shall Be Seen. It is September 10, 2023. And... Let's pray. Holy Father, we come to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, whose we are and whom we serve. We thank you, Lord God, and we ask you to open our eyes that we might better understand perceive and comprehend all that Jesus accomplished through his atoning work. May those you are calling come. Come near to you, O Lord. Let today be the day of salvation. Lead us out of darkness into your marvelous light. And into your truth. Let your word go forth in boldness and power as we seek to honor and glorify you. We thank you, Lord God, that in the mount of the Lord, your provision is seen. Okay. In the mount of the Lord, it shall be seen. Genesis 22, verse 14. God brought this to me back in 2002 as a rhema word. A rhema word is a living word. When the Logos word in your Bible, let's say, kind of jumps off the page, penetrating your heart. It's a living word. The story of God testing Abraham's fear of the Lord is hopefully well known to you. Abraham had been sojourning in the Philistines' land many days. Abraham made an agreement with King Abimelech concerning a well he had dug. In this covenant, seven lamps served as witness. Abraham called the place Beersheba, well of the oath. He called there on the name of the Lord, El Olam, the everlasting God. After these things, God commanded Abraham to take his son Isaac into the land of Moriah to offer him there for a burnt offering. 
And as an aside, in Isaiah, it, God says, I hate robbery in the burnt offering. Abraham rose early in the morning in obedience. On the third day, he lifted up his eye and saw the place of which God had told him afar off. He told the men who came along to wait while he and Isaac went up to worship. Abraham got everything ready. Isaac questioned his father. Behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. This was his faith. Abraham proceeded to lay Isaac on the altar and actually took a knife to slay his son. The angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven, stopping him. Now I know that you fear God, seeing you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. God's provision of a substitute indicates that he did not want human sacrifice. In fact, no sacrifice could ever alone fully and uh, could ever alone fully save. This, this, except for the sacrifice of the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, Hebrews chapter 9. Abraham called that place Jehovah Jireh, as we would say in English, or Yahweh Yireh, meaning the Lord will see or provide. In the mouth of the Lord it shall be seen. Because of this demonstration of loyalty and fear, God gave his word to Abraham. Let's listen to Genesis 22, 16 to 18. By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord, for because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son, that in blessing I will bless you and in multiplying I will multiply your seed as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore and your seed shall possess the gate of his enemies and in your seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. Genesis twenty two sixteen through eighteen. And Abraham returned to Beersheba and dwelt there. Hebrews eleven one. Verses, um, or Hebrews eleven 
17 and following tells us that it was by faith that Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac that he that had received the promises offered of his only begotten son, whom it, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall your seed be called. Abraham reckoned that God was able to raise Isaac up even from the dead. From whence also he received him in a figure. Abraham was justified through the righteousness of faith by grace. Abraham had an understanding that God quickens the dead and calls those things which are not as though they they were. Against hope, Abraham believed in hope. Staggering not at the promise of God, he was strong in faith. He was giving glory to God. And you can read all of, I, I suggest you read all of Romans chapter 4 to see faith, worship, walk, and work. In the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. God's provision is seen as we worship, as we approach a holy God in full confidence of his provision. But just what is the providence of God? Anyway, what is that? The word providence, the Greek word is pronoia means foresight or making provision beforehand. It is the idea that God looks ahead and makes provision for his goals and accomplishes what he sets out to do. Baker's Evangelical Dictionary of Biblical Theology defines it like this. Quote, Providence, then, is the sovereign divine superintendents of all things, guiding them toward their divinely predetermined end in a way that is consistent with their created nature, all to the glory and praise of God, unquote. Now, I was reading U.S. News and World Report recently, and it was an article about a young man who had been able to get meth and alcohol out of his life. He said he used the drugs and the alcohol to get rid of insecurity, self-loathing, pain, emptiness, and shame. He said that the drugs made him feel powerful beautiful, and confident at first. The drugs and alcohol were lying substitutes. This young man was on a collision course headed for destruction until he found help and hope 
in Jesus Christ. So where do trust, power, beauty, and confidence come from in truth? In the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. With Abraham, God provided himself a sacrifice. Before the foundation of the world that God had determined in what we call the covenant of redemption, that the Father would send Jesus Christ into the world to live and die and resurrect and ascend into glory so that a people for God, a people for God's glory, would be saved from their sins, saved to eternal life. It was on a mountain that Abraham offered up Isaac. It was on a mountain that Moses received the law and covenant of Sinai. It was on a mountain that Moses received the revelation of God's goodness and mercy. It was on a mountain that Elijah also received a revelation of God's goodness. It was on the Mount of Transfiguration that Jesus was transfigured before Peter, James, and John, and his and Jesus' majesty was revealed. It was outside the gates of Jerusalem that Jesus Christ died on Calvary. The cry of God's heart is the cry of the covenant. I will be your God, and you will be my people. I will be your God, and you will be my people. Jesus, a divine person with a divine nature, took on human nature in order to do for us what we could never do for ourselves. He obeyed perfectly, personally, and professionally. He did this voluntarily, making himself the offering in our place. We call it substitutionary atonement. But see, Jesus' atonement, atoning work was true. What the devil offers is a lying substitute. God built mercy into his system of justice. God sent Jesus to fulfill both sides of the covenant. Jesus is both Lord and servant. As Lord, he claims God's people for God. As servant, he claims God for the people. God is just and the justifier of the one who believes in Jesus. Romans 3, verse 26. Is God's desire to dwell and make his abode in the hearts of his people? Here I will dwell, for I have desired it. Psalm 132, verse 14. In the Old Testament, God inhabits the praises of his people. Psalm 22, verse 3. But in the new covenant, God inhabits his people. Ephesians 2, 19 to 22. 
We may be like that young man in pain, feeling insecure, hating ourselves deep down where we live, full of shame and empty. We want beauty, power, and confidence. We want to be loved without a lie. The devil offers us these things this way, but his way does not profit us. See, we have perverted God's ways, and that doesn't profit us. The devil's way leads to destruction. And today especially, we live in a culture of death. God sent his only son, Jesus, to bear witness to the truth. Jesus is offered up to God in payment for sin. Jesus suffered in his body, mind, and soul. He was smitten with a rod upon the cheek. This is the contused wound. Think contusions. C-O-N-T-U-S-I-O-N-S. Contused wound. Produced by a sharp instrument. Romans used the cat of nine tails. Of course, they have to pick on a cat. Romans used the cat of nine tails. To scourge criminals, that is, nine pieces of leather for which two which were attached sharp ivory or metal balls with, pro, with protruding nails. The whip tore out pieces of flesh. Lacerations produced by a tearing instrument, plucking Jesus' beard, beating him with her fists, mutilated Jesus. The crown of thorns pressed upon the head of Jesus would have caused penetrating wounds. All this did not satisfy the bloodlust of the people. The stake lay upon his lacerated, bleeding back. <clears throat> Jesus stumbled and fell as he carried the cross. He received more bruises. They pierced his hands and his feet. Jesus suffered perforated wounds and incised wounds. A soldier's spear pierced his side after he had died, and out came blood and water. Jesus' heart is believed to have burst, but know this. God provided himself the sacrifice. It was once for all time, never needing to be repeated. Jesus shed blood is what makes atonement for those for whom Jesus died. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. <laughs>
blood cries out for justice whenever innocent blood is spilled. Jesus came in grace and truth. His blood cries out for mercy on the judgment seat over the law. It cries out in victory over devil's disease and death. Through the blood, believers receive forgiveness of sin, redemption, cleansing of all unrighteousness, justification, and propitiation so as to be saved from the wrath of God. Alienation from God is overcome by peace with God, access to enter the holiest, boldly, divine healing, victory over Satan, sanctification, purging of the conscience from dead works to serve the living God and eternal glory. The only way to truly have beauty, power, and confidence in our lives is through faith in Jesus Christ. The only way to get rid of pain, emptiness, self-loathing, insecurity, and shame is through faith in Jesus Christ. Receiving him, John 1, verse 12 and following. In the mouth of the Lord, his provision is seen. There is only one way to ascend into the hill of the, hill of the Lord. Only one way to have clean hands and a pure heart and stand before God undefiled. Psalm 24. It is to see the provision of Jesus Christ on the mount of the Lord, to hear the cry of God's heart. I will be your God, and you will be my people. It is not enough to have words on a page, even if they are the word of God and truth. Those, those words must be applied to our lives. The Holy Spirit does that work. He is the life giver, the life producer. As we yield to the Lord, we appropriate the atoning work of Jesus personally and individually. We become willing to lay ourselves on the altar of God. May we run to the mercy seat and ask God to grant us repentance. We will know beauty as we come to know the beauties of holiness. We will know power as we come to know the Holy Spirit indwelling us. We will come to live confidently as we come to understand that we have bold access to the Holy of Holies through the blood of Christ and that we are forgiven, loved, and accepted in the beloved. 
In the mouth of the Lord it shall be seen. Amen. So, Father God, we thank you today. Much of what I said today is hard for us to even imagine or grasp because Jesus is the infinite God-man. It's hard for us to, to grab a hold always of this. But we know that you can you can do that work in us so that we have our priorities straight so we see what what the issue is and we look around at all the people and so many are the walking dead they are walking in darkness and death And, Lord, you have poured out upon your own, as Jesus said, that those who believe in him are the light of the world. Because in Jesus is life, and that life is the light of the world. And when we believe in Jesus, he gives us eternal life Because Jesus has the power of an endless life. And he gives that life. He puts that life, the life, in us. That we might be lights in the world. A light. So, Lord, help us to bear witness to the truth. Help us to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Help us, O God, to be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And help us, Lord, to know that Jesus' joy, his joy is our strength. And strengthen us today. Strengthen us. Strengthen our hearts, Lord. Strengthen us. Strengthen us because that is what you give us. You give us things. Money cannot buy this stuff. Money cannot buy the peace that passes all understanding. And we give you the praise and we give you the glory in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. And now please stand for the benediction. Hebrews thirteen twenty and 21. Now may the God of the peace who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you complete in every good work to do his will, working in you what is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen.
Amen.